Hey everyone, welcome out to 112 of a Nerd Name Mark podcast. It's me, it's Mark, and a lot of stuff to go over today. Um, if you're watching on video, there's a multitude of items on my desk because I went shopping at various places, and I'm going to get into that a little in a little bit. I'm um, going to be talking about my return to buying comic books weekly again because there's some runs that i've been really enjoying that's getting back into it i think you know the lull period and the burnout with comic books is finally ended for me um i do have issues still with a lot of writing that's been happening in comics um but i'm going to touch on that um you know really that's you know the main thing also gonna be talking about some games and you know, just this is going to be a grab bag. There's no real main topic, no real main theme for, you know, usually what I do after all my normal stuff. And then usually I end the video for like the latter half of it talking about a topic. I really didn't have anything. And I was thinking, I was like, what can I talk about? Like what, you know, is, mm. but I am going to be touching on a few things. Um, we talking about Bandai premium Bandai stuff. I'm going to be going over a new Bandai store that opened within a store that I go to a lot, which is going to be a problem for me and my financial responsibilities that I have in life. Because, yeah, um, obviously walk, rocking out a new Cowboy Bebop shirt. I always, I, you know, I, me and my lady talk about this. Like, I have an affinity for, like, anime shirts um, you know, some video game shirts depends on the design, but like my closet is like two thirds anime shirts and then regular, you know, clothing. And then also, you know, fancy going out special events, you know, this like that, you know, I, I can clean up pretty well when I need to. Um, but most of the time it's, I got the weeby drip. I got the anime drip on nine times out of 10, like I'm rocking out some anime. So you know, that's always entertaining. Uh, but yeah, uh, I thank everyone who checked out episode 111. I was a pleasure having Kaiju Carl on. Um, you know, someone who I found, I don't want to say I found, who as a content creator, I discovered his content when I saw him during the team common writers like um, essay and Rider Week stuff they were doing last year with streaming. And, you know, instantly was like, boom, you know, started talking to him. We get, you know, instantly was like friendship. We, we had a lot of similarities. A lot of people were even telling me, like, you know, I had some feedback. We were like, you have him back on the show again. And I'm like, of course, like, there's no one and done when friends come on the show. Like, Chris has been on multiple times. Always get positive feedback when he's on there. Always positive feedback when I have Daryl on there as well. So I was like, of course, you know, I'm going to have some reoccurring guests. That's going to happen. But I am also trying to pin down some other guests as well for, you know, the future and then over the next couple months. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm not going to talk about anything until anything is finalized. That's how I am. I don't like to be like, hey, this is some stuff. I'm more here's what's coming on, you know, because uh, I shoot myself in the foot. Like I made a tweet about an elf common writer video and I'm still editing. I'm still working on it. It's not easy to edit like something so time consuming from a filming standpoint that's why a lot of my content i it's you know i have a lot of stuff already like in place for when i'm you know recording so it's not as difficult and everything is more simplistic in the editing process than when i try to do something a little more intricate a little more detailed a little more depth to it and a little more scripted it does take more time for me to edit because I'm still teaching myself a lot of edits. I am self-taught 100%. I'm, you know, when I was in college, a little sidebar, um, you know, and I was doing, uh, at first I was in college for business accounting and I was, all my electives and stuff like that, I was like, oh, I was doing film studies, film appreciation, and then I, instead of doing the actual filmmaking stuff, I was also doing uh, design work as some of the classes. So I was learning at the time in 2004, I was actually learning how to actually do a magazine. I was, I actually took the whole course. So technically speaking, I can 
make a magazine if I want to. I know how, I know all the tropes, how to lay out the pages, how to design them, practices, how you want to do it, you know, and the theory behind what goes into making an appealing and good magazine and not just have like sections and everything thrown around. There's actually a whole theory behind it and a purpose to why magazines are laid out the way they are while you're reading them and how the pages go. I didn't know that. I actually took a course. So I wish I did the video side of things, but I was like, well, I want to do the appreciate the film studies. I want to learn the thematics. I want to learn why things are done a certain way instead of the practical side of things of how to do it yourself. <laughs> so basically on paper, I could be a movie critic. <laughs> um, and I can write thesis papers on films, but making a film, no. So I'm still learning a lot of video editing stuff. Most of the stuff is from watching YouTube videos, reading PDFs, and that's it's the same way with Photoshop. Like I taught myself Photoshop. I taught myself, you know, what I'm I always have this idea and process behind the fact that if I have the time, why pay someone else to do something and not just learn it? myself you know i want to be self-sufficient and then that saves money yes there have been times where i'm like oh if i ever get you know bigger or you know my work gets to i will maybe look into paying someone to edit my videos not to be like a big boss like oh I'm, i got a whole team of editor i got an editor on file i just film and then i send it off my editor not like that standpoint just like there's always going to be someone better than you there's always going to be someone who could do something better than you. That's just facts. If you're, you're, you know, so if there's an eye that someone has, that's like, Hey, if you tweak your edits this way and this and that, it'd be better. That's why I take feedback a lot. You know, whether it's YouTube comments, DMS, tweets, I take a lot of the feedback in like, as long as it's actual feedback and not someone just being a dick, which has been happening lately on my Twitter and my um, YouTube videos. But you know what? Speaking of YouTube, 15 subscribers away from 500. It's still April. I'm going to, I'm on pace to pass my goal for the year, which is ridiculous because I always say, and I'm, I feel like I'm a broken record. I set realistic expectations for myself when it comes to content creating. When I was, you know, first getting into freelance writing, I was just like, you know what? I'm, I, I want to make maybe like 50 bucks this year, you know? And you know, uh, my first year being a freelance, I passed that and I was like, oh, but and then I kept being a freelance uh, writer for about like two, maybe three years. And then I was like, I want to start my own site. I've learned a lot. I've been under these knowledge trees, so to speak. And I, there are certain things I didn't like. I didn't like deadlines. I didn't like um, certain ways things were handi handled with some of the sites. I didn't like how the distribution of labor was. I didn't like that, you know, there's a lot of favoritism from higher ups. I didn't like the way they're like, okay, well, you know, that review you did was good. We don't have anything for you right now. So we're going to have you just be our press posting guy for like a month. And you don't, you don't make money posting press releases, you know? And I was like, well, listen, I'm in college, like old time. And I'm working a full-time job. It's easier for me to review something because I can play the game and then review it. Whereas now I'm getting, you know, text messages and emails being like, hey, there's like 10 new press releases today. Uh, we need you to post like at least five of them. And it's like, well, I'm in class. I have to work. So eventually I started my website. When I started my website, I was like, okay, my goal wasn't even money. My goal was like, I want one press badge to a convention. And then... I ended up getting three that year. And then I was like, all right, I got three. Next year, I want five. And then I got five. And then, you know, I was like, okay. And then I was like, I want to at least have the opportunity to review one game I don't buy out of pocket. And then there was some years where it was like, I was getting 10, 15 games. And I had, you know, staff writers. Chris was there. We had Ross. We had a few others. Like, and we had some freelancers come and go. So it was like, yeah. Like, that's, I set realistic goals. Because you never know. This is a very saturated market, especially the podcasting market. So it's kind of funny. There's this misconception where everyone thinks I started my podcast in the pandemic. And I was like, no, no, no. I started in 2019. 
like summer, like, you know, right before um, San Diego Comic-Con. And so I was like, yeah, I definitely didn't, you know, start this during the pandemic. I know a lot of people who started podcasts during the pandemic. Not me. I didn't do that. Like, I... That's good coffee. Um, I started mine in 2019. But I had a podcast with those gaming nerds. Yeah, it wasn't consistent. But we had a podcast. That's going all the way back to 2012. 2013. I had, you know... I was doing some podcasting stuff back in 2015. I was on the Trophy Horse podcast. I was a guest a few times in 2015. 2016, I was on there. I was on there basically all through 2016, 2017. So it's like I, you know, was... I've been doing podcasts for a while. So now with this podcast, you know, when I was done podcasting, I took 18 months off of content creating in general. Like no YouTube, no podcasting. And I was just like, all right, let me think. Let me do research. So I researched a lot of podcasts, how solo podcasts were working, how, you know, how to structure them, how to not, you know, how to be a presence with your voice. Because I wasn't doing video. I, like, if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you know the setup I had when I first started the podcast. It was literally a Lenovo Yoga Pro 2 a auxiliary mic, one of these like $10 Amazon ones that had the little stand built into it and a little, you know, pop filter and the wind screen. And like, I did it that way. And I was using like my Xbox headset plugged into it. There were times where I actually used the mic to record and it was all, and then I was like, well, if I don't have good audio equipment, I'm going to learn audio editing. So at least sounds good. So I've always been a type where it's like, teach myself, learn. Because that's the only way you're going to get, you know, better. It, you can buy all this equipment. But learning to edit, learning to all the, the, the tech side of things, and the, like that's, it's always helpful. You know, you can never wear too many hats. So that was, you know, that was it. Got my headphones. Gotta, gotta have the headphones. Because it goes with the logo of the podcast. Speaking of, I'm so happy with everyone who has been uh, giving me feedback about the new cover art for the podcast. And I kind of want to explain that. So the logo, my friend Billy, who is you know phenomenal graphic designer. Like that was hand-drawn. Then he scanned it. And then he fine-tuned it in Adobe Illustrator. He is a design genius. Uh, I talked to him, you know, it's my best friend. I've, you know, known him since we were kids. Literally my best friend from back home. And it's kind of, you know, when you move across the country, you're, it's tough with time zone changes, this and that, to keep up with friendships. But, you know, that's one, always, always keep that friendship. And he is, like, one of the most, like, from a design standpoint, freaking super creative. He has a master's in digital media marketing, all this other stuff. And he... You know, he made the logo, and I was like, I love the logo, the snap, but I was like, man, I need, yes, that's me and the logo, but I need, I want my face on there. Like, I want a presence in the cover art strictly because, oh, I was like, who's hitting the Switch controller? For those who are watching, the little thing on Pokemon Unite went up, and I was like, what the hell? And the cat was, like, reaching up on the desk to, like, get my attention, and she hit the thumbstick, which is cute. So... Um, you know, I was like, man, I want to change the cover art and I feel like the white with just the logo was very bright and just wasn't appealing. Like if you were just scrolling through podcasts, typing like nerd or video games, this and that, and you're scrolling through, it wouldn't draw you in. And I was like, well, so I started doing research on cover art of podcasts, looking at analytics for cover arts for pod, like what was not trending, but what was something that would draw someone in. And I was like, you know what? Let me just take this cropped image, do the freaking magic lasso, a field blur on the background, put the logo there, put a border on it. I was like, oh, looks good. Love it. So I changed that and then I started, and, and I did something I don't normally do. I looked at my analytics and there was a drastic shift in new listenership and retention with the new logos with the new cover art so i was like you know what 
I made a good decision on doing this. So that was a good idea. And there we are. Got a new cover art and I'm drinking coffee. So uh, let's see. I'm trying to figure out what to start with. Okay. So I'm going to start with comic books and then I'm going to explain why I'm back into weekly pulling of comics because I've been, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast this whole entire time, there's been this comic book journey I've been on since even I started the podcast. When I started the podcast, you know, my comic book section was drastic, was huge. I was pulling, you know, 15, maybe maybe like 10 to 15 issues a week. I was pulling in 40 plus comics a month. And now it's been like maybe 12 to 15 comics a month. But with some new runs going and just a lot of new, uh, like new IPs starting with, you know, non-major two like Image, Dark Horse, and that starting up new IPs. There's been this resurgence within me that I'm actually enjoying reading comics. And I know for a while there, I was reading a lot of manga and that was kind of taking over most of what I was, you know, that was replacing my comic book, you know, void in my life. I'm still buying manga. Don't get me wrong. I still love manga. I'm still trying to get a nice collection of manga again. Um, That is a slow process, but it is happening. But let's, let's go to comics. So, um... There's a new run, uh, issue two of the Stranger Things new. I think this is this is a four-issue arc. I got cover D because I love the way the Demi Gorgon looks on it. If you're watching um, on YouTube, you obviously see it. If you're listening to it, I do post my comp of hauls on Instagram. I'm starting to get back into Instagram more just from a visual aid standpoint. So when I do talk about something... And if you don't want to watch on YouTube and you listen on, you know, any of the podcasting networks, you can go over to my Instagram at a nerd named Mark and you can see the comics that I pulled. So you can actually see what I got and see some of the covers. Then we have number six of Dottie Kate's Hulk. This is such a good comic. This is the Titan Emergence Emerges issue. Um, this is actually Ryan Otley did this cover. I love this cover so much. Uh, Dynacade's Thor is really good. Six issues in. I feel like I keep saying it every time. But if you haven't, go check out Dynacade's Thor and Hulk. Like, Thor, Dynacade's Thor I've been obviously talking about for out of and out. Like, since it's he started the run. But Hulk, so good right now. Definitely worth checking out. And hold on, my kitten's being weird. But yeah, definitely check out Danny Cates, uh, Iron Man. Oh, fuck. So yeah, definitely go check out Danny Cates. Hulk, really good. It's like six issues in and I'm hooked. Because, you know, I do the three-issue rule. Like, I give everything. Same with TV shows. The three, the three rule, <laughs> which is not original for me. Um, I did not create this, but this is just how I do everything. I give... TV shows and comics, three issues to hook me in before I give up on them. So, uh, obviously, Donny Cates Hulk passed the three-issue rule. And another one that has is, we have Power Rangers number 18. We are on the charge to issue 100. Um, I like this. It's, I don't, I don't know if they, um, they stopped connecting covers. Because usually I have connecting covers, but I think they actually stopped them. Um, and obviously, to go along with it, we have Mighty Morphin 18. Um, Groom, I don't know how I feel about the writing yet. Like I said, three issue rule, you know. And then it's been a while since I've gotten something. I got a fun with little Archie and Friends special. Um, I do love Archie comics. I am a, quite the Archie fan. And then we also now have Miles Miles Spider-Man 37 Lost in the Spider-Verse. And I want to touch on something really quick. Um, there's been... One, I had this, this conversation with a comic book employee at the comic book shop. And also just 
seeing tweets and YouTube videos about it. Um, I am slowly kind of, I'm not getting burnt out, but like the, the writings on the wall with Miles Miles Spider-Man, the run had its moments where it was just like, okay, like the start of it was really good, really good. I think like I've been adamant where I'm not the biggest Miles Morales fan in the past. Uh, I think the original Ultimate Spider-Man stuff after he was on there was just didn't do it for me. Um, I was like, there was just something about the writing. And Miles Morales Spider-Man started off really good. Uh, there's some team ups in there with like Captain America. There was the whole couple issues with Rhino, and you know this and that. And then it was good. And then we got into like the Clone Saga. And now we have Lost in the Spider-Verse, and I'm just like, uh, and I know there's been some issues because there's a lot of what-ifs that are just catered to Miles Morales right now, like what if he was Captain America, what if he was Wolverine, uh, I think they're doing a Thor one, and I'm just like, this is how you turn comic book fans, not casual ones who just pick up comics and like to read and enjoy them like I was when I was a kid, um, and there's a lot of people out there, a lot of, there's... There's a lot of, you know, casual comic fans out there who don't, you know, look in all the stuff and don't really care. They just want to buy their comics and read them. I am trying to be like that now, honestly. I don't consider myself a comic book elitist. Just because I've been collecting and reading for 30 years does not make me better than anyone else who likes comics. I'm adamant in a lot of these comic book experts and people who are just like curators and so knowledgeable on comics kind of having that high and mighty like tone to them and presence that's not me all right you want to get into comics good you want to have a conversation with me let's have conversations at the end of the day i just like to talk comics and i just enjoy fiction i like fictional characters so my thing with miles Morales is it's going to be the wolverine situation where we were getting so much Wolverine, and like I get it, Wolverine's a beloved character. I am not comparing Miles Morales to Wolverine. No way, shape, or form. Wolverine is a staple. He's an icon. He has been established. Miles Morales has been around for some years, and I like he's more polarizing amongst comic book fans because you have the diehards who are like. He is not Spider-Man. He's Miles Morales. He should be named anything else. He is not Spider-Man. Peter, you know, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. The kitten is like going crazy in the kitchen right now. I don't know what her issue is. Um, but whereas, you know, Wolverine is that. But Wolverine for a while there, let's face it. Wolverine was in freaking everything. He had his own comic. He had X-Men. He was showing up here and there. And it was just... I was even like, I'm tired of Wolverine. But then again, I've never been a Wolverine fan. I've been adamant. I have been very public about this. I will not shit on the character. I just don't like Wolverine. I never have. Um, and so with Miles Morales, I understand the pushback. Because instantly he was given the mantle, so to speak, of Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe. And a lot of people, you know, push back. They're like, why does he have to be Spider-Man? Why can't he be an original character? And I get that perception, but that's not the case. You got to live in reality. He's, he's, he's Spider-Man, okay? And, like, that's just like, okay, well, you've been Riley. Does that, like, so is it really unheard of that there's someone who's Spider-Man that's not Peter Parker? Like, that's, that's what I think, too. So, you know, with now... The writing, like, I don't know. I've been getting kind of tired of the Miles Morales Spider-Man story. Like, the writing isn't bad. It's just not hooking me in. It's not keeping me... Like, when I finish an issue of a comic book, unless it's a one-shot, and when I finish an issue of a comic book, if it doesn't make me... I can't say I can't wait for the next issue, or I wonder how this is going to continue. I wonder what's going to happen next. If it doesn't make me say those things then, like, it it's, this doesn't do it for me, you know? Like, I want to continue, I want something that's going to hook me in and continue me to want to, like, read these issues. And we're 37 issues into Miles Miles Spider-Man. And we're 
doing the Spider-Verse. And we already did the Clone Saga. And I'm like, no. Like, I, I find multiverses, and I have been on the record saying this, tweeting it, videos, podcasts, multiverses are lazy. Time travel is lazy. Um, you know, Star Trek did it, made it popular, and it was done right. Star Trek has always handled it well. I, and I'm not even a big Trekkie, honestly, I'm not. Um, it, you know, Doctor Who, Doctor Who is a Time Lord. That's the basis of it, okay? That's different. When it's in comic books and, you know, movies and this and that, I always feel like it's, especially in comics, it's one of those things where in comic book movies, it's like you wrote yourself, you directed and did everything yourself, you're in a corner now. You, if you can't find a creative way to get out of that corner, time travel, multiverse. That's, it, it, it's one of those tropes that's like getting more and more popular and I am just hating it. Even DC didn't do it that bad because they had, you know, the Flash and the Speed Force and this and that. So like in Crisis of Infinite Earths, like all that stuff made sense. They did it well and they don't cater to it. Marvel caters to these multiverses and now they're doing it with the movies and i get it spider-man no way home great film now because that movie did so well i have a feeling we're gonna have a lot of multiverse bullshit for a very long time now like and it's going to be confusing to keep track of like i want to see dr strange in the multiverse of madness one i actually am a fan of dr strange before the movies <laughs> and two Sam Raimi. I love Sam Raimi. And not just from Spider-Man. Evil Dead. Drag Me to Hell. I love Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi is a phenomenal writer and director. I attribute my love of B-horror films to Sam Raimi because of Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. You know, Drag Me. Like, I would have never gotten into that genre and I would have stuck to the mainstream stuff if I didn't see Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness and rent them on freaking VHS back in the day when I was like 10 and I fell in love with those like I like Ash is one of my favorite like characters of all time so and I mean Bruce Campbell's just a phenomenal actor also um but yeah so but the thing with Doctor Strange is we're getting multiverse stuff and I guarantee you another thing about the film is you have to watch these Disney Plus shows to get some idea of what the multiverse is you have to watch WandaVision before you know, that's strange if you want some stuff in context. They even say Loki is going to explain more. Than, and I'm like, I don't want to have to, like, do research and watch other shows to enjoy a movie, you know? Or be, like, left in the dark for some, like, throwaway lines that they're probably going to put in there to tie them all together, you know? So, with Miles Morales going into Lost in the Spider-Verse, I'm just like, this, this is not going to really do it for me. Because I don't want more Spider-Verse stuff. I really don't. Like, the, the Into the Spider-Verse film was good. Um, and now that we're getting the next one split into two parts, I'm like, I really hope we don't get more Into the Spider-Verse stuff after those two films. Like, you set up all these other ones. Give me a Spider-Man noir show. Give me Spider-Man 2099, which I know they're working on. Like, give me those. Give me Toei's Spider-Man. Like, reboot that. Give me that. Because that was so... I touched on it when me and Chris were talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse back when we reviewed that. Go check that episode out. It's really good. Um, and I touched on Toy Spider-Man, and I was like, you know what? Give me that. Like, I want to see that, and that would be hilarious, especially in the Into the Spider-Verse, like, cel-shaded type of uh, graphics and animation. That would be perfect. I want Toy Spider-Man. Um, but, yeah, that's my comics. That's my thoughts on everything, you know, from that. Now, this is the difficult part. I'm not going to go into the Bandai story yet. Or, well, talk about it anyways. I already went in and I bought stuff. Uh, I'm going to go over uh, just a follow-up to a video I've done a long time ago. If I can, I'll probably put the thumbnail right there so you can see. I finally finished my NECA Toonie Terror collection. Target had a restock of older ones, and I don't know why. So I found a non-glow-in-the-dark nun. I have the glow-in-the-dark one, the Chase, which is unopened. That one I have not opened. So, but this one is the regular non-glow-in-the-dark. This will be open and put on my shelf with all my other Toonie Terrors. And then, something I didn't think I would find, because I almost bought this on eBay. Um, I finally have 
the regular Leatherface. I have the Loot Crate exclusive one. I finally found a regular Leatherface. People are selling these for like $50 to $70, and it's not even the Loot Crate one. And apparently, they were really hard to find. And I was at Target, and they had two pegs of Leatherface and one peg of the Nun. They had all of them. Like, all, like, from wave one to wave, like, three. And I was like, how? Where have these been? Were they just in a warehouse? These aren't, like, they still have the original date from when they came out. So I was like, well, these aren't, like, you know, new prints. These are, like, I was like, I was confused. So, yeah, Leatherface and the Nun are now in the collection. My NECA Toonie Terror set is now complete, which means I can finally make a new video going over my whole collection i don't really understand like this has been like for the last i don't know what year year and a half my this has been like i've been hunting these down i have been trying to find them all and sometimes when new ones would come out i find them my lady would text me like hey i'll be at work and i'll get a text message from her and i'll look she's like yeah i'm at target just getting a few things do you need this one and it's like a photo of the uh bloody ash i'm like yeah i need that one Give me that one. Thank you. Like, I, I was like, and you know, it was just one of those things I'd go out and always check. Like, when I found the Jaws one, I was so excited because for the longest time I couldn't find the Jaws one and I couldn't find the Chucky and Tiffany. And finding those was like, made me so happy. But now my NECA Toonie Terror set is complete. This is honestly a big deal for me because a lot of people notice when I collect things, I. I'm a completionist. I want complete sets. I need complete sets. It it bugs me if I start displaying stuff and I'm not missing one figure. I will. I don't know if it's like OCD or what. Like I have OCD for organization. That's besides the point. But I don't know if it's just the completionist in me. Like just staring at it will bother me. So for a long time I'm sitting there looking and I'm like, I don't want to open the glow in the dark nun. But man, not having a nun, a nun on that shelf is annoying me. And man, there's a spot for Leatherface. Those are the last two I need. That's all I want. Like, give me those now. And now that I have them, I am like, it's like a weight has been lifted off me from a collector standpoint. Like, I'm just really happy. Like, honestly, like this. Like, it's like with the movie reel NECA stuff for Godzilla. Like, I was getting all those and I was like, man, I need. You know, I'm missing like two. And then when I finally got the Shin Godzilla one, and then I got the Godzilla one from Tokyo SOS, I was like, oh, I'm done. I have all the NECA movie real Godzillas. And then I even got the two King Kong ones, the regular one, and then the re-release one that was like multicolored. I was like, yep, got that too. I was like, yay, that's done. That's complete. And it's not every figure, okay? It's like really specific it's certain sets like with the lightning collection for power rangers which i did a whole video on which people still are giving me shit about i resold i sold all my stuff except for two which i want to get signed for my personal collection um so when i sold like those i wasn't trying to get every lightning collection figure that came out from hasbro for power rangers because one quality control two i didn't watch all the seasons i want the ones from when i was growing up so i was getting you know mighty morphin Zio, all special edition ones, the Draken Evo, this and that. And it turned into, well, even now they're still doing Mighty Morphin stuff. And I can feel for the fans who are just getting really pissed that they're not getting their, you know, Power Rangers they want from the Lightning Collection. We just keep getting Mighty Morphin over and over again. I get it. But then again, that is the staple season. That is really what put, that, that made it pop culture. Like I've done videos i've talked about this the mighty morphin era of power rangers was made power rangers like a part of pop culture and has never been back at that level again it hasn't it can be popular the merch can be flying out themselves but when regular people on the streets or this and that you say power rangers they're going to go back to tommy jason green ranger white ranger White Ranger is my favorite. Oh, I love the pink one. But you ask them to name other seasons, they're probably not going to, you know? And that's just a cold, bitter pill to swallow that, you know, Power Rangers hasn't been ingrained in pop culture from a general public standpoint in a very long time. So I get why 
they're catering to many more. They're going to get the member berries. They're going to get the member berry money. Okay. And, you know, let's face it, those designs were still freaking sick. You know, like they were. I mean, you can't see, I actually have like a three foot mega sword. So, listen, if anyone's going to be talking about Power Rangers and Power Rangers, it's going to be the guy who was there when it came out and has been buying the, the toys since I was a kid. But I don't really buy Power Ranger stuff anymore. Like, that's just, it's, that time has been, you know, long. I, I don't even want to get into that. I'll do that eventually. I'll go into Power Ranger stuff. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, so with completing sets, you know, for me, it's like, it has to be something I'm, I really want to complete set. That's what it's like with my tokusatsu stuff, which I don't talk a lot of tokusatsu stuff on the podcast, which is odd. So I'm going to be doing that more um, soon, especially next month with all the Ultraman stuff I'm going to be doing. If you haven't already on the YouTube channel, I did a big video called and basically announcing Ultra May, which is the month of Ultraman. And I am going to be talking so much Ultraman. I'm going to get like probably physically ill with the amount of Ultraman I'm going to be talking about. And that's one of the hall stuff I also have, but it's over by the TV. I also got the last four Blu-rays I needed for my Ultraman Mill Creek uh, collection. I got the Ultra Ultraman 7X Blu-ray. I got the Super or the Ultra 8 um, Blu-ray. And then I finally got the Zero complete set. And then the Zero collection that had like the four movies and specials for Ultraman Zero. So now that that's done, I have all 28 Mill Creek Blu-ray slash DVD sets that they released for Ultraman, except for one, one that is sold out because it was exclusive to their distributor. It was called like the secrets of the rise of Ultraman. And I have the regular version of it. So, uh, and that exclusive one has been like sold out. Obviously if it's ever not sold out, I'm going to buy it because I need it in the clip because I'm a completionist. And they did just announce, like, Ultraman Mebius is coming out, I believe, in June. And between now and June, I don't think there's anything else coming out. So once that comes out, I'll have, you know, that. I'm hoping they announce more because I really want to have a complete Ultraman collection. Um, you can kind of see, if you're watching videos behind me, my Ultraman collection has now expanded to two shelves. And probably will go to a third. Because also the manga is on hiatus. 16 volumes in, 17th volume is coming out, I think, in, like, two months. And I'm like, really? Like, I like the manga's so good. And I'm obviously going to be talking about that in, like, next month. And I'm going to be going over, like, a lot of stuff. So those are some things I picked up that I won't be able to show because they're all the way over there and I'm sitting in my chair. Next up. So Bandai. I already talked about this. Bandai opened up a store. If you saw my videos before, Bandai had a pop-up shop at Tokyo Central and Main here in San Diego. And over the last couple weeks, I still go over that way. I go to Book Off, I go to Mitsua Market, I go to the Murakai Market, I get, you know, this and that. So I get my candy toys, and I get my noodles and everything else, and mochi. So I noticed they were, uh, I noticed they were building some stuff. They, they put the life-size, they're not life-size, well, they put the bigger statue of the RX-78. It wasn't life-size, trust me. I would try and buy it if it was. And they started, yeah, you know, they're like, oh, Bandai flagship store. And I'm like, oh, so this is permanent. But there's nothing on the shelves. Next week, I'm there. Nothing on the shelves. I'm like, they have it all roped off with, you know, the yellow caution tape. And I'm sitting there and I ask one, but like, what's, what's going in there? They're like, oh, remember we had the pop-up store? I'm like, yeah, I do remember. I remember my bank account being sad. And they were like, yeah, we're, we're getting a permanent one. And I'm like, I was like, permanent? Like, forever? They're like, oh, for time being. And I'm like, well then. So finally open. You saw my tweets. It was bad. In a good way. So I bought some stuff. But I was really good about it. I was really good. I was, I was kind of good. I didn't buy a lot of stuff, just pricey. But uh, nanoblocks, we gotta start with the nanoblocks. This is, and I hate to sound like this, this is the cutest thing in the world. It's a Caterpie and a Pokeball for nanoblocks. Like, little Caterpie and a Pokeball. And I was like, oh. But then also, I was like, it's a two pack, so I'm getting two for one. So yeah, there's that. If you're watching the video, you get to see it. Then 
My favorite... Well, it's a tie for my favorite evolution. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Pokemon Unite TV. There's my Sylveon. And I finally got my Nano Block for Sylveon. Yay! I'm... I'm, I'm that, that made me happy that I saw that there, because that's one of the... Umbreon and uh, Sylveon are my two favorites. Uh, I had to pick a third, probably Vaporeon, just because water type and... I would say, you know, a lot of people say Jolteon for the Electric, but like, I would not, like, I wouldn't use Jolteon. I like, uh, was it the Lux Rio, the, the dog? I like that one for, um, Electric type. So, got those. Then, there's a kit. And you, it, it's kind of cheating because you can see right over my shoulder, I built it already. Uh, because I couldn't wait. I got the Figurized Standard Amplified Armored Batman kit. And when I tell you, this thing not only was easy and quick to build, the freaking thing looks amazing. I had to put them on my Action Base 4 over there. Can't really see it. I'm probably going to do a video because I got some highlights, like time lapse of building it. It was so good. Like, I had so much fun building it. And my lady walked over and said, what's that? That's the Batman? She's like, oh, that looks really cool. I'm like, I know it does look cool, doesn't it? And lastly, what I got there... Cause I had to get something common order related. I got this Cyclone jo Cyclone Joker. This is the figure eyes artisan. I I think this is going this is gonna be very intricate. This is gonna be a build that I will probably make on stream. Because uh I do plan on starting the stream again soon. I think and I was gonna, you know, I started doing a tweet about it, then I was like, eh, I'll leave it in the drafts. So, I think I'm at the point now where I'm comf not comfortable, where things are kind of, the momentum and the steam is going, and I've kind of got it down uh, for good time management, where I can finally start focusing on streaming again. Because when I focus on one thing, I want to focus on one thing until I get it to the point where I'm happy with it and continue with it, and then I can focus on that, so I start off with the podcast. Once it got to a place where it picked up momentum and I was kind of in my groove, so to speak, and I got out of that funk from, you know, 2020, um, and I was like, all right, now let's focus on YouTube. So I fo started focusing on the YouTube last year, and now I'm finally hitting my stride with creating the content, planning the content, editing. So now I'm like, okay, now that I hit my stride with making video content, now I will focus on streaming. Because I don't want, I'm not the type who's going to put all my eggs in one basket. I want to have my hand in different cookie jars. But I'm not going to start three or four different things at one time and spread myself thin because everything's going to suffer. You focus on one, you get it going. Once you're happy with it, start the next thing. Now I got, so podcast, YouTube, now streaming. That's next. And, you know, obviously there's planning phases. Streaming's not going to start anytime soon might be within a month but now i do want to stream building that though i loved when i was streaming and like just building nano blocks and gundam g frames and sdw heroes and this and that like i enjoyed those streams a lot they were really chill and that's kind of on brand with me i like to relax i don't want to you know be high strung and like you know frustrated and just you know i want to have chill relax let's play let's make some freaking model kits let's 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 just hang out you know and chit chat so that's coming that's definitely going to be done soon so i'm on the pre-planning phases of that i'm going to revamp all the, the graphics and everything else but there's one more thing there's more common rider stuff because i've been waiting for this that's right my Demon's Driver's here, finally, from Premium Bandai. Oh. So, this is one of the few times where I'm like, if you're listening, you should definitely go check out my social media or go over on YouTube and watch the video, because the Demon's Driver is here. Oh. I have been waiting for this for so long. Like, you don't understand. Like... When I first saw the driver and the henshin, I was like, this will be mine. I was like, I need this. I don't even know what I need to do to get it. I don't know where to get it. I was like, but I need it. And then 
was released. It was Premium Bandai. I was on the latter half of the review, the, the release cycle, so it just arrived this week, and I was like, mmm. It was a point where I was so excited, I opened it up, and I was like, I need to put batteries. Now, all the other drivers in this and that, they've never had AAA batteries, right? This one takes four AA. Like, the Sankensora driver, I think, takes two AAAs. Uh, the Vice Stamp doesn't take any. Uh, well, the Revice driver, anyway, is not the Vice Stamp. So, and I was like, none of my none of my belts take AA's. So I actually ran to the store, like, down the street. Like, I didn't drive. I actually, like, walked. I power walked. And I got AA batteries. Put that in, and I was like, oh, it's so good. I love it so much. But, yeah. So that's that's all the stuff I bought, and it was it was a good week. So with all the, like, but I did hint at it, and I was gonna go before you know end the episode. Um, with comic books, there's a lot of good runs. Like with the, I did some reviews. Um, you know, with Power Rangers vs Godzilla, the Little Monsters, you know, Hulk, Thor, this and that. I've actually been really happy with going back to my comic book store every week um you know before it was like once maybe every three weeks once a month even now i'm like no i want to go every week like i want to go you know i'm getting back into comic books and i was like to you know you know after the last not, not besides the carl one but you know a couple episodes now i've been kind of negative towards like comic book stuff and you know going on rants and tangents and i've been getting feedback where people are like we want no we want to know more about your opinions on things and I just don't want to be that guy who goes into the sector of let me make angry videos and podcasts where I'm just like, you know, old man yells at sky. Like, no, that's not who I want to be. So, you know, I'm all for if you want to have a conversation like DMs or Twitter or anything like that, I'm all for it. But from a content creating standpoint, I'm not going to waste the time or the energy being negative about things. You know, I'm getting feedback where people, you know, my MCU video, and that's not, people are still like, no, it is, you know, this, this, and I'm like, I don't even engage in it. You know what? You want to comment on it. You want to give your opinion. That's your opinion. I'm just saying I would, I will, when the writing's on the wall and it's just bad storytelling and this and that, that's, and bad directing and bad CG, that's what takes me out of it. That's what takes me out of a movie or comic or TV show, not the other stuff. That, at the end of the day, it's, it's a work of fiction. Like, you know, it's meant to entertain. And what's not entertaining is bad writing or bad CG, unless it's intentional. Because let's face it, intentional bad CG and bad practical effects sometimes are hilarious, and I enjoy that stuff. Like, especially B-horror films, like, you know, I can go to a whole multitude of bad bad movies that are like guilty pleasure just amazing because they are so bad you know but that's you know that's not my thing i'm not gonna like purposely go out there and be a negative person and i'm like could tell everyone i'm old i'm 36 i want to just chill have fun be positive i want people to enjoy you know the content i don't want to be a negative person. I don't want to be angry and yelling at my mic. Burr, burr, burr. Like, no, that's not me. Anyone who knows me, that's not me. So that means it does a lot of stuff today. There, there's no real top main topic, but I'm, you know, it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. Like, I'm, ooh, I'm gonna put my my Toonie Terrors on my shelf now, and then I'm gonna, you know, go. I'm gonna go play with my Demon's Driver. Honestly, like, I'm just gonna have it like that. Really, quick. there we go. Mm. And I'm gonna make some more Nano Blocks. I have a lot of nanoblock stuff. Like I actually moved my nanoblocks display cases. Um, I'm I have to get a third display case, and sadly, they're sold out. And Amazon's like, we don't know if they're gonna be back in stock. So I like looked up the manufacturer and I was trying to find like you know their site and this and that. And like they're just sold completely out. And I was like, man, like I need a third one. Or else I can't make any more nanoblocks. I still have about five more Demon Slayer ones, and I have. About six more Pokemon ones. I finished the Kamen Rider ones. I finished all my Dragon Ball Z ones that I have anyways. I have to buy more. Um, Pokemon ones, I feel like it's an uphill battle with the Pokemon nanoblocks because there's just so many. But I'm making good progress. I think 
I'm probably outside of the ones I have to build. I think I have to buy like eight, eight or nine more, and then I have every single one that's been released so far. So that's pretty good. But that's it. That's it for episode 112 of a Nerd Name Mark podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you see the red button below the video. That's a subscriber button. To subscribe to the channel. If it's red, you're not subscribed. If you want to hit that, subscribe to the channel. I greatly appreciate it. Currently, very close to 500 subscribers. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a five star review. Uh, you know all that good jazz. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Pod Republic, Podbean, Amazon Podcast, Google Play Store, all the other good jazz places. I am going to be switching my hosting soon for the podcast. I will be talking about that in the next coming weeks. That's going to be a long, drawn-out thing. Um, It will not affect the audio listeners. It will not affect where the podcast shows up or how it shows up. I am just at the point where I want to get some more features. I want to get more in-depth analytics to look at so I can figure out how to always improve and make the podcast better for the audio listenership. So I'm going to be switching over to a new hosting that you pay for that gives you all this stuff and this, and that. And I'm like, okay, that's where I need to be. That's, and I did a lot of research. I've actually been looking into it for the last like two or three months. I don't make any rash, quick decisions. I research. So I will have some information on that soon. But I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for watching. This has been episode 112 of a Nerd Named Mark podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm a nerd. Peace.